You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Cleary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back here on the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick and Rico with you. Well, it's been a tough Husker men's basketball season, what? to say the least. That's crazy. Yeah. They uh, have a have a game. I almost said big game. They have a game against Illinois tonight, winners I mean, of nine of their last ten. It is big. Yeah, very important. Um Physically big because they have Kofi Coburn. Yes. Right? Um, we like to bring in Jacob Padilla of Hale Varsity every single Tuesday. Jacob, first of all, how's everything going for you? Uh, going, going pretty well. Um, that's. I guess I must have been worried about uh, missing out on the Creighton game tonight. Since <laughs> that got wiped off the schedule. So yeah, I did see that. My full attention was was that with with uh, problems within the Creighton program or the Providence. Providence. Okay. So it's the third third game in their last five that. Uh, COVID issues and the other program has canceled the game for Creighton. All right. That's great. Yeah. Did, did you watch great. the national championship game last night? I watched the fourth quarter. Don't blame oh, me. Okay. What? So you watched the good part? Yeah. The exciting <laughs> yeah, part. Yeah, pretty much. I uh, was playing pickup basketball during the, the the field goal fest in the first three, and <laughs> nice. then got home right after uh, Georgia's first touchdown. <laughs> That's right. Then you didn't really <laughs> miss much. All right. So I guess just let's let's start right away with a with a straight up question. What are the chances that Nebraska beats Illinois tonight? <laughs> uh, pretty low. Yeah. Um, this combination of how good Illinois has been and the matchup problems they present and the, the way Nebraska has been playing. Um, then again, like going into that Ohio State game, you, you probably, I mean, I didn't, didn't feel super strongly about them being able to, to win that game, and, and they should have won the game. So this is kind of a deal where uh, Nebraska is eventually going to get one of these. Um, I, I, I'd, I'd be shocked if they went winless in the conference, but uh, it's probably going to be one where you, you don't necessarily see it coming. Uh, just things finally click for one game, and they're able to, to hold on and finish it off. But, um, yeah, this this one seems tough just based on the way that uh, the, the team has been playing. And you mentioned Kofi Coburn, and not only Kofi Coburn, but they've got three guys – around him that are just knockdown shooters that you can't leave. So it makes it even tougher to, to double-team on Coburn. Is Bashanis Vili still there? Or is it, did I say his name right? Uh, he is not. Okay. He, uh, he went pro. Okay, sorry. I Just uh, something that popped <laughs> up there. Okay, so you and I were kind of talking on uh, Saturday about the, their team, this team after they lost to Rutgers. And I guess this is a bigger picture question. But I guess looking at the three years that the staff has been here, why hasn't it turned a corner? Why hasn't this um, worked? Yeah, it's they just haven't been able to field a, a full roster of guys that that can play effectively at this level consistently. Um, I, I think throughout the, the last few rosters, you've seen pieces that can be really useful on a, a, a good team. Mm-hmm. Like Derek Walker, he, he'd play for any team in the Big Ten. He, he's, he's the way he's playing right now. He's a really nice piece. Bryce McGowan, I think anybody would take him. And uh, I think in other situations, he'd be even more effective than he has been for Nebraska. Um, C.J. Wilcher, the way he's been playing, he, he can be a useful piece. I, I think even a guy like Casey Tominaga, who's struggled overall, um, you put him in a smaller role, like you, you can find a use for him in smaller stretches. The problem is 
this all these guys together um they just don't it's the the sum is less uh less than the uh um however that phrase goes the opposite mm-hmm. of what it normally is uh stumbling over my words here but uh it just the, too many of these guys have similar weaknesses there aren't enough uh, diversified strengths to field a uh, a full roster that can compete against good teams in the Big Ten, and most of the teams in the Big Ten are pretty good. We're speaking with Jacob Padilla, Hale Varsity. Jacob, uh, what exactly would be your defensive strategy going into this? Because as you said earlier, if you go to double Kofi Coburn, who is going to wreak havoc in the paint, that's that's just a fact. He's going to do that. If you go to double him, they've surrounded him with so many shooters that, as Fred Hoiberg said, this Illinois team is is probably better than they were last year, even though they lost Ayo Desunmu, who is playing in the NBA pretty well for Nick Chicago Bulls. Um, but what would be your defensive strategy to stopping Kofi Coburn or, or slowing down the shooters? Yeah, really, you're just going to have to mix it up. You can't give him a steady diet of anything. I think you, you can probably go through stretches where you do let Derek Walker try to handle him one-on-one and then uh, to see if he can at least make life tough. Then you're going to have to double-team at times um, and what you can't do is just kind of bring uh, th- the same guy every single time uh, because they'll figure out C- Coburn. One, he doesn't he doesn't look to pass a ton, um, and he's not exactly an elite passer. It's a two to one turnover to assist ratio. Um, it's only averaging one point one assists a game, so it's not necessarily um, where he's the guy that's going to identify every single time and pick you apart like a Jokic or somebody like that. Uh, but if you make it easy, he can get the easy kick out if you, you bring kind of a predictable double team. And then that, and if you rotate that guy, will swing, and then he'll get the hockey assist or whatever out of that. So it's, you're going to have to mix it up. You're going to have to double team at times. You'll probably see some zone uh, at times, especially if they get into foul trouble. Um, but it's gonna, they're going to have to be on the same page. They're going to have to be locked in, and it's going to have to take multiple efforts. There are too many times where – one or two guys do what they're supposed to, and then the third guy doesn't rotate or doesn't box out and drop down or whatever it may be. You just don't have five guys doing their job at a high level on every possession far too often for this team, especially considering kind of the limitations they have physically. Like you have to, if you aren't physically gifted defensively with a lot of length and athleticism and quickness, you have to do the details. You have to kind of do it, the, the smart way you have to understand where you got to be and you got to be there every single time. Um, and Nebraska just hasn't done that nearly enough this season to kind of make up for their limitations. So th- it's going to have to be a really good defensive game plan and it's going to have to be everybody locked in and doing what they're supposed to. On the offensive side of the ball, we, we've talked about it earlier and we've, you know, kind of patted ourselves on the back they've been playing a little bit more through Derek Walker and you've seen in the last few games where he's kind of been creating for, by himself for himself uh getting the ball in the post and getting his own shot up uh that's going to be a little bit more difficult against Kofi Coburn uh and and you, we've seen Bryce McGowan's attack the basket at least against Rutgers and have uh, uh more success is that going to be more of the go-to and trying to uh get by Kofi Coburn in the paint yeah, I think so, and you, you, that's spot on about Walker, which is he's showing more even than I thought he could um, in terms of creating on his own. Um, I, I, I thought like he was incredible finishing plays early in the season, but over the last few games, uh, it's, he's been about he's been creating for himself, whether it's a post up or a face up and drive by, 
um, about as often as he is just kind of finishing a dump off or cutting to the rim or pick and roll finish. Um, he, he's not just a finisher at this point. He's creating for himself. Uh, there's been a few too many turnovers, I think, for, for what Nebraska would like. Um, but overall, he's by far the most efficient player on the team. And that, that efficiency is maintained at fairly well with the, the degree of difficulty on his possessions increasing. So I think it is going to be a case where you're going to have him operating out of the high and mid post a lot. You're going to try to drag Coburn away from the rim. And then Walker will look for those opportunities to get by him, maybe draw a foul, um, go in and finish because uh, he's not the most nimble. They're going to they're gonna have to run a lot of pick and rolls against him, and the guards are going to have to make good decisions. I mean, you, you look at Nebraska this season, and part of this is, I think, uh, notice this in particular in the Michigan State game where uh, it's at the point now where teams just don't respect Nebraska's perimeter shooting, and they're really collapsing on the paint in that pick and roll. There were, there were a number of plays in that Michigan State game where the, the weak set guy picked off a pass, so they had two or three guys in the paint or they got the, the ball to uh, the guy on the roll, and then d- the defense was there to wall him up the help side. So um, that's a problem. If teams, It's been a problem basically the entire time that I've covered this program where there's just not enough shooting to keep defenses honest. Yeah. But you, you look at their pick-and-roll numbers, and they've got 223 possessions this year where the ball handler has ended the possession. So that's, that's either a shot or a turnover or a foul. And the roll man has finished that possession – just 60 times all year. So that's 17% basically to 4.5%. Um, so that's kind of uh, the disparity that they need to ideally would be able to, to um, balance out a little bit more because the pick-and-roll finisher is a much higher uh, efficiency play than the, the ball handler because typically you're getting a, a lot of jump shots there, um, a lot of kind of tougher shots at the rim for a smaller guy versus – a guy rolling the rim for dunks and layups and that kind of thing. So um, that's something that they're going to have to, that goes back to both the decision-making and um, kind of the way that they're being defended. And eventually these guys are going to have to start knocking down that, that corner three on a skip if teams are collapsing on the roll, man. And Nebraska just hasn't quite found out uh, ways to exploit the way that teams are defending them yet. All right, Jacob, we got, I have two more for you, one basketball, one volleyball, so we'll, we'll stay with basketball real quickly. I mean, how helpless of a feeling is it if you're Fred Hoiberg and you look at this team every single game and it seems like the effort is just continuing to be a problem every single game? How helpless, well, how helpless well, of a it's, feeling is it's that? It's even worse because I don't think that is the case. It's not oh. every single game. It's just some games. And with the Auburn and Michigan game, you kind of – there were extenuating circumstances there with mm-hmm. the, the illness that kind of wrecked the team and uh, messed with their preparation and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. it was disappointing to see the way they quit using their coach's words, um, but at least understandable. And it wasn't necessarily something that, oh, this is something that I'm worried about long-term. Yeah. The Rutgers game was different. That's one where they, again, just folded, and there was no extenuating circumstances. They just got beat flat out. They just could not. Uh, defend to save their lives and um, that is far more troubling than either the previous two Um, and that is the one where you start to worry about but uh, and it's you go back uh, the the previous two games though uh, Ohio State again they had that game won and just let it slip away and Mm -hmm. the the Michigan State game they um, 
they they did pretty uh, well for long stretches there, and they just kind of went cold down the stretch. So um, it's not only is it it's just kind of inconsistent effort. It's at times they're giving it all, and at times they're not, and they just don't have the juice. And um, that's what he's got to figure out. Like what is leading to these games where it's just not there for him? Because that that's kind of the the scary part, the dangerous part. You got to avoid that as much as possible um, because. For, again, same thing like I mentioned on defense. If you're kind of under-talented compared to the teams that you're going to play, you got to make that up somehow. And effort is uh, effort and attention detail is the kind of the only way you can really do that. We're speaking to Jacob Padilla of Hale Varsity. All right, Jacob, last one. I guess it's volleyball. So how big is this return of Nicklin Hames? And I guess more importantly, what does it say about John Cook and how she views the Nebraska volleyball program that she's willing to come back, change positions, right, and then say, you know what, not just for one year, I'm going to come back in 2023 as a grad assistant? Yeah, that that was really interesting. Like, I, I, I that's not honestly not a – situation that i really considered uh, yeah. coming back and changing positions um i i think i always i felt that like coaching was her future mm-hmm. um and so the the grad assistant thing i i thought i wonder if she'd consider doing that this year just going directly into the coaching uh or um as opposed to kind of taking advantage of that covid year but um i i do feel like it's probably the best for nebraska just to kind of move forward in terms of the center spot and giving Kennedy or yeah, a chance to show what she can do. Um, I feel like Nicklin's probably kind of scraped up against her ceiling just in terms of pure setting uh, and running the offense, obviously a phenomenal a leader an elite defensive player and a really good server. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what that role becomes for her next year. Obviously they're bringing everybody else back. So all their defensive specialists, um, Ani Evans was kind of that serving specialist uh, in, in the double sub that that uh, Cook occasionally went to, um, so that that could be somewhere uh, where Hames could make an impact there. But um, that's uh, a pretty small role compared to someone of her caliber. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how he pieces that puzzle together. But you'll always take talent over uh, more talent over less, yeah. and especially someone like Nicklin who has such a positive impact on her teammates just from an energy and a leadership standpoint. Um, it's pretty cool that, that she's kind of embraced this role, um, and I'm excited to see what it looks like. Any insight on Kayla Caffey? Not yet. All right. I, uh, again, I, I, I'd be really surprised if she came back for her seventh year of college, but then again, I was somewhat, I guess, with Lauren Severance coming back for her sixth year kind of had – more to do with the back injury, I think, than anything else. And Kayla doesn't have that to, to worry about. So uh, she's already got her master's. Um, but, I, I mean, at this point, I don't think I, I'd ever doubt uh, John Cook. And <laughs> yeah, definitely. if Kayla decides, you know what, one more year with this group, let, let's see what happens, then, um, then more power to her, I guess. <laughs> All right, Jacob, interesting stuff. Appreciate the time. And, and let's uh, – you know what? If Nebraska wins t- tonight – we're going to have you on and explain why tomorrow, if that works with your schedule. Is that all right? All right. Sounds good. Only if Nebraska wins. That is Jacob Padilla of Hale Varsity. Appreciate the time, as always. All right. Call now, 402-464-5685. We're still doing this Nick trivia every single day. Um, it's going to be uh, Husker basketball related today. And I can even give you the question right now, 402-464-5685. 
$15 to the upside bar and lounges on the line. I need to know, who was the last team that Nebraska men's basketball beat who was ranked at the time that Nebraska played this team, right? So it doesn't matter if they finished the season ranked, right? When Nebraska played them, who were they ranked? That's basically the question. Who was the last ranked team that Nebraska men's basketball beat? We'll answer that question. $15 to Upside Bar and Lounge on Nick's Trivia next. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.